welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I am Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... I'm Chris Gonzalez. And... Robert Thomas Morphy II. Thank you all so very much for joining us. We are going back to it. We are doing the Listener Stories Part 14. Indubitably. Oh, what's going to happen? Do we have a theme for this, Robert? We do. What is it? Um, I, I went with the, uh, the catchy alliteration of Dream Demons. The theme being, of course, slumber in some fashion plays a part in all of these accounts. And the okay. things you see while in slumber, a.k.a. dreams slash nightmares. Yeah, ergo demons. Yep. Ergo <laughs> demons. Thank you. Hence. Ergo, therefore, <laughs> booyah. Yes. Demons. All right, cool. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everyone who was supporting us over there. Robert, we have some shout outs to do. And they are Briggs. Celtic. Hell yeah, Briggs. Thank you so much. Tani Lee. Yeah, Tani. Mm. Harishikesh Mahendravada. Hell yeah, Harishikesh. Thank you so very I believe that they've that this is like their second time back. I think so. Yeah, so thank you so much for your continued support. We appreciate that. Long Dong Silver 69. Oh Long Dong Silvers. That's my our favorite. in so many ways. That's my favorite restaurant right there. I like the 69 at the end. Could have added a 422, but just saying. So, and... Amputee Porn Star is your favorite restaurant. I'm not here to judge. I'm long, just we all like to eat where we like to eat. Long dongs, long, long down. You know, it's, it's like Long John Silver's, man. But you got the 69 in the end, and the dong, and the dong, yeah. and the dong. <laughs> yeah, you got some fish and some dongs, and it's long, and it's long, fish and dongs, and it's 69. You don't forget the 69. Keeping it classy. <laughs> there it is. Moving on with Rook. Rook. It's an old school chess head. Yeah, thank you. That's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ali Dreyu. Ali Dreyu. Ali Dreyu. Uh. Uh, Ali, uh, I'm, I'm already giving you a nickname, was kind enough to uh, put the parentheticals in the pronunciation. Yes. So, Ali Dreyu, thank you for thank that. Thank you so much. Oh, this is, this is a big one. The Greek god Apollo has signed on. Oh. Apollo is here. Oh, thank shit. You so well, much, you know what? You can help us with some of that sun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we could it's, definitely. A, it's a little chilly. You yeah. know, it's warming up around these parts, but, you know, it's good because I was wondering when old timey, mostly forgotten deities were going to start showing up. Yeah. How about some good music, too? Because pretty much you're in charge of that, too. I oh, think. my God. Yeah. I think. Night at the Apollo. Good comedy. Sun in the music. Apollo. Good. There's a lot you could be doing for us. Thank you, Apollo. Thank you. Oh, and here's another special one near and dear to our hearts. Brian Pasiliak. Oh, oh, shit. That's a Our recent buddy. acquisition. I was literally at the bar when he did it. <laughs> really? I was, no, yeah. Was, he, were you looking over his shoulder, he's, cajoling he's him? started recently listening to our pods. We were talking about it. And oh, he's nice. like, oh, yeah, I signed up. I'm like, dude, you have to do that. Right. But he, but he did. He's a good dude. Yeah, you, say you that guys to all, all your friends. Yeah. You don't have to. But, you know, secretly you're getting a lot more, and we're usually a lot drunker, so it's worth it. That is true. Yeah, Thank so Bri, fucking, you're awesome. I miss you. And Word he introduced up. us to Duck Gravy, bless his heart. Oh, it's gone. It's a missing... It. Oh, why did you remind me of that? Never challenge. I am not happy now. I know. It's going to be a sucky pod. I'm pissed. <laughs> now I'm mad. <laughs> it's over. Oh, but Thank big big love to Brian P. Thank you, Brian. Moving on. Trevor Live. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Trevor. Last but not least... Todd Misura. Thank you so much, Dope. Todd. That one just came in as I was setting the board up to record. Oh, so, that's awesome. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, man. Listener Stories Part 14. The What is it? Dream Demons of Dreams? Dreams <laughs> you of Demons? Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Right? Freddy <laughs> Krueger? going to dream no more. All right. Well, let's talk about some Dream Demons, Robert. It's actually uh, Listener Stories 14, Don Dawkins. Yeah. There. Yeah. Too deep. Okay. Too deep. Two eighties. Too old. You didn't even respond. Dean, dream demon. Can't really. It's Doc. I mean, you're rocking with Dockin. So there you're it doing. is. There you do. Boom. Okay. So I don't have a name on this. I don't know if I forgot to transfer it over. We're just going to go into this cold, and it starts with, "Hey, not sure if this would count, but I figured it might pique your interest." I've had a long, weird history when it comes to sleep. As a kid in elementary school, my mother had to give me melatonin because I could never sleep. When I, when I did, I woke up screaming from nightmares. I don't know why, but eventually I just stopped having whatever nightmare it was. I wasn't waking up screaming anymore, and I don't remember anything. I suppose that's all we could ever wish for in a night's sleep. Yeah, you don't want to like actually like know what terrifying things are happening. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, 
not only that, when I used to wake up afraid, I used to desperately grasp at the straws to know as if somehow confronting the terror in some Nietzschean fashion would somehow embolden me. Nowadays, if I know I had a particularly icky dream that just left me feeling wrong, I go out of my way to say, fuck you, buddy, stay behind. And if I wake up having no idea what I dreamed about, I'm also very fucking cool with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I haven't, he continues, or she, had any incidents with dreaming until high school. Well, that's just, you're changing, you're growing up, your body's going through changes. It's all right. Sure. During high school, I'd have the most vivid dreams where I'd wake up surprised to be where I was. It didn't take me a few moments to recognize my room. My aunt told me that I dreamwalked, but I didn't believe I was special enough for that. I still don't. I don't. What's a dream walk? Yeah, is that different from sleepwalking? Because that's just standard shit. Yeah, yeah, that might just be the way they describe sleepwalking. Yeah, but it's odd to think that like I'm not good enough to dream walk. Like it it makes me feel like that's somehow something different, elevated and special. But we we just don't know. Could be. One night things were different. I had a dream where I was in a cage with a man in a suit staring at me. He called me Songbird. And kept repeating a poem that on, that I only remember the first line to. And this is what it was. Songbird, songbird, tell me what you know. Sing what only I want to hear. End quote. Is that like some weird interrogation? Yeah. In a cage? With a dude in a suit? Yeah, no, it's weird. Oh, it's creepy. That's all I recall. I woke up huh. not too soon after. Ever since every couple of days, I'd have a dream basically interrupted by the man in the suit where he grins and whispers, songbird, usually disappearing right after. The f- creepy fuck. Yes, yeah, it's some Twin Peaks shit. Yeah. Oh my God, it totally is. David Lynch direction is for this sure. Like, is this in like the back room of the Black Lodge or something? Oh. Like, what's going on? That's fucking weird. All right. Well. It really freaked me out, and I didn't tell anyone because I didn't know what to make of it. Also, my mother gets easily freaked out by stuff like that, and I didn't want her to worry. Good child. After about a month, I had the final dream. Oh, that sounds Final heavy. dream. Even Nightmare on Elm Street never had part 11. The, the final, final dream. No, remember eventually it was like Wes Craven's like, I created a gin and he can oh, no longer be contained. And he looks worst. like he had like Trent Reznor boots on. It was so garb. And then he had like demon ears uh, at one point. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was fucking. He had like like, like, like leather pants and that shit. That was definitely a jump the shark moment for Mr. Craven. Everyone gives Jason shit for going to space, but not a bad movie. Just saying. In, in all fairness, I mean, it's it's a ridiculous conceit. It's a much better movie than The Nightmare's Real or whatever the fuck that was called. New Nightmare. Classic. New. Mm. Make better decisions. Always. New line cinema. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I was concerned until another man appeared. He was an old man with a beard. Just looked like an everyday guy. He seemed really tired. Is this me? <laughs> is this all of us? <laughs> yeah, right. This could be me. He looked at the man in the suit and said, we need to have a talk. Oh, you almost can't help but say that in the most patronizing way. Yep. Oh, son, we need to have a talk. Then a chessboard appeared, and he gestured to the man in the suit to sit. So either someone was just watching some Ingmar Bergman and or Bill and Ted, or I'm not oh, sure yeah, what was yeah, in there. Right. The man complied with a smug look like he was humoring him. That songbird dude. The old man then turned to me and handed me a poorly made flower out of purple construction paper. All right, first off, let's not judge another man's art. All right, well, but that's I all mean, I'm saying. If it's poorly made, it's poorly made. It might have just been well worn. We don't, all right, whatever. We don't know. He asked me to leave them alone for a bit and to explore. It's just, just okay. go in the other room, kid. Cool. I trusted him and walked around while they did their thing. Walked around where? I don't know. I the chessboard? Im- the well, void? No. Yeah, the void. <laughs> the immaculate void of your mind. Is this palace. that weird labyrinth from Hellraiser with like Leviathan and Chenard where you're it, just like walking around? It depends on your mind, I guess. Okay. All right. Demons of the mind. Oh. I remember thinking to myself how stupid it was that it was my dream and I didn't get to know what happens in it. Right. After a moment, I found a waste paper basket and I threw out the flower because I was tired of holding it. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing it was there. Yeah, no doubt. 
I think there's a waste paper basket in the void. You did something in your dream. You made a basket. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, that's fuck the, this thing. That's threw it out. That's primordial <laughs> dream warrior skills. Like, you know, other people have super sweet superhero skills. You right. have yeah. I, receptacles. I, have, I can make a receptacle. Yeah. I have a, a bottle to recycle. Receptacle. Trash. Responsible dreaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be your worst superhero name ever. Presenting. Receptacle. Oh, oh, I thought you meant responsible dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a close second. I mean, responsible dreamer could be something from the nineties, like some oh. weird like image offshoot before they went to complete shit. Oh, like, it could, it could be. totally be they shit all. Responsible dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Savage dragon, the receptacle. It would totally work. Yeah, oh wild God. wildcats and receptacle crossover. The they receptacle. Meet. Responsible dreamer. Grammar. Oh. Oh. I <laughs> talks well. All right, we got three members of the team already. It's yeah. only going to get worse. All right, they eventually have to fight the Creech. All right. There you go. Oh, God, oh, no. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> I walked back over to the two men, and the man in the suit stood up abruptly and angrily. I peeked over at the man, and the man in the suit shot me a glare. This is the guy who keeps calling him Songbird, I'm yeah. assuming. He didn't say anything. He just straightened his tie and disappeared while staring at me. Once he was gone, I walked over to the old man. I asked what happened. He only said, quote, you're very, very lucky. That's all you need to know. Take some Sam Elliott shit right That there. is some Sam Elliott shit. That's some like fucking sage old motherfucking Sam Elliott mm. shit right there. Morgan Freeman, perhaps. There's only a handful of quality Hollywood actors that can pull that off, and those are the two of them. I would I would also say um Robert Duvall, but he would say it so mean you'd cry, so it wouldn't make a difference. There it is. He started walking away and said, You ought to wake up now. Then I did. I woke up wondering what just happened. Ever since, I haven't seen the man in the suit in my dreams. I'm not sure who either of them were, but I am grateful to the old man for whatever he did. That's the attitude to take. Yeah, right. I just wish I could know what their conversation was or why I was lucky. That's fucking incredible because while this could be a convoluted mismatch, uh, or, or, or um, mismatch is not the right word, but mashup of like different movies you've seen where there's like the sage old you know visionary and they're confronting this like evil dominant force in your life and and yeah it's dealt with in a way um it feels like this could really be him tapping into something forces that were maybe vying for dominance in his psyche and this guy this guy that kept calling him songbird and saying give me the information that only i want was literally digging for something who the fuck knows what and then this sage old guardian angel type wanders in he's like boy go, go play with this flower in the other room big boy's gotta talk fucking deals with it chesses the devil back into oblivion or death in burton terms or whatever it would be and then fucking just tells him, you ought to wake up now. You'll, you'll be fine. And, and and part of me is like, I understand this dude's or, or, or lady's curiosity. Like, you always want to know how you were helped or why. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, you just don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You just fucking move on. Some sort of like divine intervention, quite possibly. Some dream world intervention. Sandman, perhaps. Or yeah, showing up to is be the like same, I is suppose the Sandman, it could be the Stop. protectorate of dreams. But, uh, could be. I will say, as someone who's taken melatonin over the years, melatonin is a is a weird experience. Really, when it works for yeah, it it, oh, sure. ma- it makes you dream some really fucked up things. Really, yeah, for sure. Huh. For I've had weird, fucking sure. If I'm like super high, I have like some crazy dreams. Yeah, they're super vivid and and pretty whacked out. Whereas if I'm drunk, I don't dream at all. I just black out. Well, you probably dream. You don't recall them. Christopher can attest to that. Yeah, he sure can. (laughs) We had a a discussion about how when we stay in hotel rooms, he has to get no less than three box fans on his head at any point as the pyramid guy from Silent Hill, but with fans. Yeah, pyramid head, but with fans. So that he cannot hear me fucking like a lawnmower in the bed next to him. Snore like 12 yaks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah, maybe the melatonin's doing something and making you, you know. Yeah, for sure does. But also, I mean, I've had dreams too where like, I'm just like sitting around and maybe there's people and there's something going on over somewhere. And, and I've had people, you know, in the dream, someone comes up to me and just says something where like when you wake up and remember it, you're like, oh, my God, that seems profound. Right. But, like they just say something like just something weird. And you're like, you feel like there's a deeper meaning. 
Yeah. Meaning for, for sure, that feeling is just really overwhelming usually. We've all had it probably. And you woke yeah. up, oh, 100%. Like, something's happening. You're like, what the fuck? You know, then slowly kind of, that doesn't mean there's something, not something to it. But, right. um, well, in a way, that's that's perhaps like, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, and maybe even more deeply profound, is that it's not external entities, which is the first thing we want to think of, this infiltrating thing that keeps calling him songbird, and he's dapper like a classic, you know, mid-30s, marijuana-smoking, zoot-suited devil. Yeah, sure. With, you know, like the sage-bearded, you know, wise old man that's playing low-key like an Obi-Wan, but like is really in charge. It could be... Um, manifestations of deeper internal struggles, which which really reflects, I guess, on levels of consciousness we can't comprehend because we all in our vanity are assuming that everything that is a part of us is the sum of our experience, our electrochemical responses, and the organic material that makes up our brains. And that, I, I do believe, is foundationally true. But there might also be... Um, deeper, maybe spiritual, maybe paranormal manifestations that are able to um, make themselves known through these organic and electrochemical processes that we are constantly living with and dealing with and that maybe give us access to a broader reality, sort of like the way aboriginals would think with, was it dream time or whatever? Like many of the, the oldest cultures on earth had a much more intimate relationship with their subconscious and unconscious minds in terms of, at the very least, in the most prosaic way, uh, finding significance in what occurred there, even if it wasn't. And, and of course, the skeptical 20th and 21st century Western mind goes, well, yes, yeah, simple people, simple times, and they read into it. But in all reality, they could have just been people closer to the source and realized that in these dreamlike states, or literally in dreams, fucking we really do have access to different um intelligences different different levels of reality and that we would uh we would do well to heed what they're saying and if that's the case that might be something going on that isn't these external forces but deeply internal forces that are literally ancient but manifesting themselves in ways that this guy or gal can comprehend uh, yeah i mean I, it could Don't, be i guess we haven't know, found be, it yet but yeah i mean or you know you can depoc troper yourself while you're asleep you just bring it all back around make it all work for you that's true your own little inner demon is represented by this dude and then you have the sage dude and you're just like fighting your own inner anxieties you're just like tony robbinsing yourself as you sleep oh yeah. man not Did bad. you just Deepak Chopra and Tony Robbins? Yeah. Is that your tag team mental health duo? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You know, sure, there's yeah. something to be said for that because even if you you're you're like absolutely atheistic when it comes to like uh subjects like this and you totally only believe in what what the frankly limited science shows you, you could at least be like um it is a repository for the the detritus, the garbage the foundational thoughts, the significant thoughts, the insignificant thoughts, and it all gets gathered together in my subconscious. And when things manifest through the subconscious, it could be the higher brain's way of saying, you want to weed this garden. You need to deal with this issue. Yeah. Or yeah, this, for is sure. a, this is a little thought tumor that we should probably excise and move on. And so even if you don't have a paranormal bone in your body, you could look at it that way too. Yeah, no, fucking fix, fix your head while you sleep. Fuck yeah, there it is. Let's fucking do it. Or just be careful of weird fucking sleep demons and hope to God that the good one shows up and is like, hey, cut the shit. Yeah, no, we all need our personal Morgan Freemans and or Sam Elliott. And if you get the both of them, there's two things you got to know. One, excellent casting. Two, it's going to be a good movie. You are fucked. Because when they both need to show up to deal with your fucking yeah. songbird fuckface, not good. Who's almost certainly played by Joaquin Phoenix at his most menacing? Then you know you you better fucking you better get behind those two good boys with great yeah. mustaches and phenomenal voices and let them deal with the situation. Figure it out. Yeah, make it work. Moving on, our second story comes to us from uh, Marcelo. I'm not going to do the last name because you know respect. And he says, I recently discovered you guys after Rob's guest appearance on Astonishing Legends. And since then, I have been binging an unhealthy number of episodes of Kryptonauts. Oh, man. You mean healthy. Yeah, the perfect amount. I am enjoying you guys very much as a new fan to the show. Well, we're enjoying you very much, Marcelo. Yeah. Thank, thank you Thank so you. First, I'd like to give you a backstory as brief as possible so as not to ramble on. 
I was born in Brazil and for a very large portion of my life in a small town in rural Sao Paulo, the state of Sao Paulo, not the city, of about 70,000 people. We grew up in a traditional evangelical home. My father is a pastor. My uncle is a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor, and the extended family was always heavily involved in our church. I'm, I'm sensing a pattern. Yeah. He's establishing sure. a yes. pattern. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure where he's going with it's it. It's too bad none of them were pastors. Yeah, I know. That would have actually helped a lot because then you could have seen a clear-cut you know, path. But okay. Maybe, maybe someone's a pastor somewhere. Who knows? With that said, I wouldn't consider us being the same type of certain evangelicals here in the U.S. with the stigma of being closed-minded fundamentalists. We were just traditional non-denominational Christians. Oh sure. my God, that's so funny that you know America gets thrown. You know, but that haven't been said. Well, yeah, you know, there's limits. It's a little intense here with the evangelicals, yeah. but no. it is, you know, it is what it is. Literally, uh, our family reunion was also the big pastor's congregational meeting bi-yearly at Uncle Dave's house, but whatever. Okay. Despite that, growing up, I was and still am very much curious about the unexplained nature of the paranormal and their compatibility or not with my Christian upbringing. After all, I grew up watching X-Files religiously and listening to Art Bell late into the night from your lips to whatever collective Lord's ears. Yes. Much to my detriment, much, excuse me, much to my detriment of not being able to sleep afterwards. That's funny. Suffice it to say, I have heard many accounts from people close to me whom I truly trust, as well as have experienced or witnessed some things myself, which are unbelievable to say the least. But enough backstory and onto the single most traumatizing event in my life. Oh, Jesus, that's Damn. quite a setup. All right. Jesus. All right, strap in. One night in 2007, while I was in my late teens, I was house watching for my grandparents. Same grandfather. He was a pastor. Dope. <laughs> Consistency. While they were on vacation. It was a creepy house with long corridors and lots of shadows that play with your mind. So it took a while to sleep trying to brush all of that aside. I believe it. That night I had a dream. Though I won't get into much detail about it since no one likes to hear other people's dreams. Au contraire. <laughs> it involved um, with my wife, then girlfriend, being demonically possessed. Oh, fun. Yep, big fun. Perfect. Nice. In an obviously frantic state, I remember calling the pastors, all of them, to pray for her and exorcise the demon. While we were praying, I became very self-aware that the prayer sounded, quote-unquote, real. Uh -oh. And I can get that. Like, sometimes there's a cinematic element to dreams, hmm. and suddenly it's like, so this shit's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dream happening? It's a bit hard to explain, but over time you develop a certain discernment over what's just a scary dream created by your mind or something that feels slightly more real. Agree. I distinctly remember thinking while in the dream, whoa, I'm, playing, I'm praying this for real. In that moment of clarity, my dream scenario cut short and an image appeared. It was a white bony hand with fingers that were unnaturally long. This hand was holding an instrument and it was waving it back and forth while chanting something. The instrument looked vaguely like a dream catcher. Oh, that's weird. This entity was giving what seemed to be instructions to an underling of sorts. And with that shocking image, I was jolted awake. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Some yeah. weird puppet master bony hand. <laughs> Ugh, all right. With the pseudo dream catcher? Yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh, not awesome. Yeah, gross. The first few seconds awake seemed like minutes trying to digest what I just dreamed. Thankfully, the light switch was right next to my bed, and I didn't have to leave the protective nature of my covers, the protective nature of covers. Yeah, safety. What a great turn of phrase. Safety. To switch it on. I was still trying to decide if it was just a dream or not, when I noticed the air around me. It's hard to explain, but it felt heavy, full of static, windy without any wind. Hmm. Hmm. That's a kind of common paranormal phrase. That sensation of wind without wind, you hear it in terms of ghosts, but yeah. you also hear it in terms of like lake monsters 
with like something going moving on the lake without you know wind propelling it it's interesting probably insignificant i'll move on it was quiet enough though to note that it was not an incoming storm as i noted no outside wind rain thunder or anything of the sort but something was definitely excuse me but something felt definitely felt off as if something followed me out of the dream Mm. Oh boy, Krugan. these are <laughs> You got Krugan. <laughs> Be like the worst fucking like surprise prank show. You got Kruger, and then fucking slice. The Remember like, when yeah. OJ had that whole thing where he was like juicing yeah, people? Like, you got juiced. And you're like, holy fuck, it's OJ. <laughs> Like Jesus Christ! Jeez. Yeah, no, I don't fucking... remember. That's oh horrible. yeah, it didn't yeah, last it was... long for no. reasons. I don't <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, "Holy fuck, it's OJ!" Jesus. Holy fuck, it's, it's OJ! OJ. <laughs> like, what do we do? Right. Your next time is holy fuck. Back yeah. away slowly. Holy shit! All it's right, OJ. well, Krugered. While I was sitting on my bed, not daring to do anything else, still having an internal dialogue, whether it was all my mind, from across my bed, a toy tank. I had on my shelf started moving by itself. Do you think it was a hiss tank from G.I. Joe? It might have been. Well, his, you guys remember the hiss tanks? Hiss tank? Hiss. Oh, the, 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 co- the cobra hiss. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to put it out there. G.I. Joe reference. I mean, they didn't really look like a, tanks, though, did they? No, right? not at all. They were, they were weird. It was super cool, though. Yeah. They had the driver and the fucking gunner in the back, way better than all the Joe Tech, clearly, because it's Cobra. Oh, well, Cobra Tech was always yeah. better than Joe Tech. Even the four. Oh, it's not even. All right. It's not even. It's a tank. Let's just assume it's a standard Fine. tank. Not a hiss. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it was slowly <laughs> rotating with the tank gun now pointing directly at me. Honestly, I just stared back as if, oh, so this is happening, I guess not being able to muster anything more. Immediately afterwards, a tree just outside the bedroom started violently shaking. This wasn't a normal wind flow. This was something, someone or something shaking the trunk. At least that's what it sounded like. Admittedly, I did not peek outside to eliminate if it was the wind or if it was someone shaking it. I dared not to, but that wasn't a small tree. So it would have been somebody big and vigorous, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty hard to do, like shake a trunk. To shake it, you like really that, can't yeah. shake a trunk. I mean, there's like roots involved. No, there, there's a real so... fine line between <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's, the trunk yeah. you can shake and the trunk you cannot shake. The unshakable trunk, the newest character in the crossover with the what was it? Oh, oh yeah, the grammar, recep- the receptacle, uh, the, uh, the, the receptacle. Re- no, it's just receptacle. <laughs> um, and then the responsible, responsible dreamer, dreamer, dreamer. <laughs> dreamer. <laughs> grammar. The average bearded man or whatever else there was. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now the... The, the, the trun- unshakable trunk. The unshakable <laughs> trunk, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. It's building itself. I feel like the majority of trunks are unshakable. I they mean, almost all yeah. are. Like, Earth. To me, it's like yeah. shakable, 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 really hard to shake, utterly unshakable for the rest of yeah. time. Yeah, That's what I, yeah. They have to be pretty young in their development. Those are the severed standards, <laughs> to be seven standards shaken, of trunks. Right? <laughs> Chris is our tree expert. Thank he you, really Christopher. Is. I appreciate yeah. it. Bruh. Dendronologist. It. Yeah. Chris Carnicell. Dude, trunk, trunkology. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Arbor Day enthusiast, Christopher. All right. Cannons. Tanks. So, yes. The unmovable tank, the unshakable trunk, which was, now I'm going back into the words of our author here, to me unnatural (laughs) yes so between the tank and the tree i was forced to acknowledge that this coupled with the dream the dream was not just my mind and i began praying silently for protection i wish i could say that it didn't get worse Mm. shortly after i began praying i heard a voice low and guttural coming from just outside the room and it said i was brought up to destroy you. Wow, that's not what you want to hear. No, nope. <laughs> that's yeah, that's <laughs> unless it's in like some voice. Jesus Christ! If it's like Jello Biafra, I was brought up here to destroy you. And you're like, all right, cool, it's Jello Biafra. He's yeah, here for oh, Zill. Like, that, cool. That's his way of saying he's going to play a oh, private what show. Was that song? Uh, I want to destroy you. Was that the Circle Jerks that did that song? Good question. Yeah, no, you guys. Excellent. No question. one knows the Circle Jerks here. You guys I'm, know more I than I do. I know all the lyrics of every Circle Jerk song. I do not. 
I do I know to, any I lyrics other than uh <laughs> I think it wasn't the one they did with like like uh with Deborah or with Debbie Gibson? Of course I it think was. It was. I'm pretty sure it was with Debbie Circle. Gibson. Yeah, it was like the Circle right. Jerks and Debbie Gibson. I want to destroy you. Okay. Okay, fine. Well, there's my thing. Yeah. No, no Chris has got tree trunks, you've got circle jerks. Everyone's happy. Perfect. That's Flawless. your power. You know circle jerks. Songs. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Thank you. Fucker. Keith. Thank you, Keith Morris. <laughs> Flag rules. All right. So my mind jumped back to the hand entity giving instructions. You remember the one with the pseudo dream catcher? From yeah, bony hand. Yeah, yep. bony McBone hand. Maybe it was a higher ranked demon giving instructions to whatever this was. Question mark. I'll give it that. He's not stating or she's not, or he, Marcel, is not stating it. He's just suggesting it might be. Okay. And in fact, I didn't even need to say any of that because the next line is, that's just me guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marcel. <laughs> I was paralyzed with shock. You hear stories with a family full of pastors. There's no shortage of stories. But the realization that this was happening, confronting me in my face with no backup, I'd like to say I was firm in my faith, full of courage, but I'd be lying. I was staring at the door, which I had left slightly ajar from where the voice came from. I don't know if the tank was still doing its thing or if the tree was still doing its impression of a tube man. <laughs> oh, that's severe shit. That's beyond shaking. Yeah, that's wacky wobbler, dude. Oh, right there. shit. Fuck. That's when I saw it. Something coming in my room from the door. It was a shadow within the contours of a person. Shadow person for short. LOL. <laughs> Good one. That's an interesting Nailed way it. to describe a shadow person. Yeah. I like it. No, I like it though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. No distinguishable face, but I knew its eyes were on me. It entered the room, but stayed just in front of the door. I could see the doorknob and the rest of the doorframe behind it. I felt its hate for me and whatever static energy the air was feeling before kicked up even more. Hmm. All right. So it's translucent, classic shadow person yeah. mode. Full of hate. Full and, of hate. And that, and you know, that, that oncoming storm controls feeling. static electricity. Yeah, like man. a lot of people who see ghosts or shadow people or have paranormal events, they say they feel that. I know we were just talking about the, you know, wind without wind thing, but... It is like just this common thing. We all know that feeling, that fucking pre-thunderstorm no, slight yeah, electricity yeah, sure. in the air. We all get it. Like, I don't think anyone is uniquely unable to feel that. But when you feel a high concentration of it inside, when there's no indication of such weather outside, it's got to be fucking very oppressive. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah, it's it's like it's, some shit it's is clearly going to happen. Nothing from this point is going to be good. It's all going to suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. More tanks. More tanks. <laughs> more trees. More, more tree trunks. Still sitting on my bed, unable to say or do much of anything, I stared back. I'd like to say I was still fervently praying, commanding the demon or whatever it was to be gone, full of righteous confidence, but I'd be lying. It seemed like the stare-off went on for minutes, though I can't be sure, as if it was the climax to the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's true. <laughs> Nothing like a spaghetti western oh, stretch Christ. of time space yeah. continuum. Like physicists should be studying Sergio Leone and not using the goddamn fuck sucking large hadron collider. Yeah, because that truly is time. As you're stretched. waiting for it, you're like, yeah. I've died twice. <laughs> and here's the cinema continuing. After a few seconds, I muttered, Hello? Uh, well, I mean, what are you going to do? What's up? Well, he acknowledges, pathetic, I know, in so many ways. And I shit you not, the lights went out. Oh, man. That shit got like, bye. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. See you later, dude. The, the <laughs> oncoming internal storm, yeah. the time stretching of Sergio Leone proportions, and suddenly you're like, hello. And, and then, then boosh, black. Yeah, yeah you got that like, fuck. Fucking sucks. I think, I think if, if you say fuck, that's the appropriate response. Like, fuck. Oh, yeah. You know? Or bye. Bye. And just like, Bye. Oh, you don't say bye at that point. I mean, you said hello, the lights went off. Maybe you say bye, the lights come back on. I'm just using logic. Would you, would you really have done uh, that? You're using yeah. the law of contrapositives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. What is it like? A, a, well, I said hello, went off, so it's goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It comes back on. I'm, I'm using my analytical mind to troubleshoot the spiritual situation <laughs> with this fucking goodbye. demon creature. Click, everything lights up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> See, who's the asshole now? The guy that figured it out. There's a moment. There's a moment. Everyone has. 
a limit everyone has where you're pushed so far that you say enough. The lights going out and culmination of everything that had happened before was mine. I said, fuck all this. There you go. And in the complete darkness, jolted up and ran towards the door and out of the room. I did not say bye, because that's stupid, said the guy who never really wrote that. That's me. That's me adding commentary. That wasn't fair. I don't know if I ran through the shadow person or if it was still there. I'd like to think it was just for the humorous aspect in retrospect. You got to give Marcel credit for keeping a sense of humor. I ran to the bathroom, turned on the lights. It came on, thankfully. And straight to the toilet for obvious reasons. Are you puking or are you pissing? <laughs> yeah, are you shitting your pants? <laughs> yeah. Are you puking your pants? Yeah. Are you shitting your puke? Oh. You shitting your puke. I mean, I'm assuming, oh, I'm assuming. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, sometimes you shit your puke. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that you're going to just get scared and puke. I mean, you got to piss real bad. Yeah, but then you smell the puke and then you shit your pants. Oh, there it is. Oh, Ooh. you shit your pants, smell that, and then you puke. I mean, normally, isn't it like you have a really bad shit, then you puke? I haven't shit puked in a while. Like when you get sick, like it the flu. Can, it depends. It can like go. Sh- it can be either way. Okay. Or cool. you pull a dumb fucking uh, white guy move and drink tap water in Southern Africa and assume you have a massive virus and constantly shit puke in a steady stream for four days while yeah. you're in quarantine. I mean, sometimes that has to get done. So, sometimes morons are allowed you to travel clear far yourself from out home, and that. and uh, and that's what happens. Okay, so he puked shit. Tid. Puke shit. <laughs> yes, he, he puke shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit puke. Getting back to uh, Marcello's uh, own descriptors, I stayed there for a while trying to calm myself. Thankfully, my grandfather kept a small Bible in the bathroom. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Good quiet place for reading, I suppose, he adds. And I began reading some passages and praying. The air seemed to go quiet and it felt that everything had passed and was gone. It took a while for me to open the door and even more to go back to the room. I, I can imagine. Those those sentences are easy to write. Like, I, w- I read, things felt normal. It took a while to get the courage to open the door, even longer to go back to the room. You can read it in a matter of seconds, but I can imagine living that. Like, the courage it takes to creak that door open I because you're waiting. I probably would not have until morning if I had to wait to tell how long it passed until morning was. Yeah. No, I probably I would not until there was like yeah. lights and like, oh, and then never go in again and then burn the thing down and then <laughs> build a hut somewhere in the clouds near the gods. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> to, to be it's the only per- safe place to be permanently away from the possible shadow person. Yes. Yeah. I mean, totally. ob things that everyone does everyone or you just always. overreact to a dream completely <laughs> and you're like, well, burn my house down, but I'm safe. There you go. I know with all the fucking pastors that probably crossed that threshold. Yeah. Oh, maybe right. it just tempts evil at some point. That could, could be. be, yeah. All right. So, uh, it took a while to open the door, even more to go back to the room that I was staying in. But by turning on every single light imaginable, yeah, right. See? I was able to do so. And that means finding light switches you didn't even know existed, like deep in closets, near the floor, oh, yeah. under carpets. You find extra light switches. The room's light switch turned on normally, and everything felt at peace. The storm had indeed passed. I don't know how I was able to, maybe because of the exhaustion of the whole experience, but I was able to lie down and fall asleep rather quickly. Or the demons put you to sleep so they could further manipulate Ah, your Spells. Demon sleep. Fuck. Still to this day, I have trouble sleeping in complete darkness. Fully understandable. I know the the nightlight offers no real protection, but it still helps. I've had more experiences over the years, but nothing quite that intense. I am oddly grateful for it, though. Because of it, I'd be a hypocrite if I was to turn my back on my faith now, knowing now that what's in it, that being the darkness, is as real as what's around us. Sure. So... That's that's a that's a fair indictment, and and then Marcel ends it on a on a happy note towards us. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to going back to binging your episodes and listening for many more to come. Well, thank you. Um, let yeah. us hope we can keep you company in said darkness. Yeah, that's uh that's super creepy and uh, fuck. 
Yeah, you know, again, maybe if, if, if it was just somewhere in dream state he was in, um, you know, or quite possibly there really was some weird demonic force. I'm not sure how, the, how, how those work, but it could be some weird demonic yeah, well, force I don't you either. Know, coming into the room and trying to screw with them. But like I, I said, mean, even professionals, there's a lot of pastors there. On demonic forces are not fucking experts always well there's demon was it yeah, yeah. demonologists and they or know whatever. more than other people but right. i don't think even the most hardcore mm. fucking ed and lorraine warren demonologist would be like yep. oh but yes no we've got to we got to well yeah they would i'm lying you know they there's people that have lists and levels and whatever but i think if most of them would be honest they'd be like yeah they're nefarious motherfuckers they have a lot of power and you never know how they're going to manifest. And here's some shit you can do to maybe watch out for yourself. Yeah, and thankfully this dude, dude with you know what his power of belief, uh, however that fucking transposes against demons, it, you know he called it out and he fucking saved himself. Well, it seems to help people. I mean, if yeah, you it, are it a person of faith, uh, invoking said faith, whether it's an alien abduction or a fucking you know demonic interlude, it seems to help. Now, whether that's placebic, is that even a phrase? A it is now. Type thing, no, or placebic. Whether actively using um, the arsenal of the Lord in your defense against this nefarious shit, that's yeah. up for you. Sure. Yeah, you would do whatever you got to do. Man. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that. Do whatever you got to do. But I, but this, again, it's, it's just in the theme. And like you're saying, um, it, was it a dream? Was it not? Well, that's kind of part of what's going on here. I mean, in the first case, it's like, are, you know, is it these two warring forces that you only have access to in the most subliminal states, uh, subliminal states of your consciousness? Um, or is it something like that's completely manufactured by your mind? And in this, it's like, was that bony hand with the fucked up dream catcher trying to fucking state fair you out of 15 bucks? Right. Fucking like the, the harbinger of some shit. Or was it a Grateful was, Dead t-shirt? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. yeah. Or was it unrelated to the shadow <laughs> fuck all that's in your door saying, I've been brought here to bring you down or yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck they said, something menacing. Right. Your toys move. Trees will wobble. That's a weird. I like, am that's here. the beginning of it. It's like the tank. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get, so get him a little scared. <laughs> right. A little bit. Yeah. Then, well, it's then, Spielbergian as fuck, actually, because yeah. first well, yeah, the tree, it goes back to the toy. Encounters. Sure. Yeah. So it's the kid <clears throat> getting abducted in Close Encounters. It is definitely early 80s, late 70s Spielberg. For sure. Which means that, yeah, all right, that could be part of your pop cultural perception. Yeah. But that doesn't mean a fucking demon doesn't like to watch movies and who doesn't love early Spielberg and that they're taking cues. Like, I bet you if I was a demon at like some seminar, I'd be like, oh, this dude was onto something. So I'd be like, well, and look what he does in this scene. Utterly horrifying. Yeah. Add this to your arsenal and you will, you know, up your fucking fear Oh no! If we were demons. 20%. Sure, we'd be using. One hundred percent. Spielberg has Spielberg a, and... a template for our. I mean, you've got to know demons. You I'd know, be using everyone, Beetlejuice everyone personally. says that the movie Exorcist he's had not a scary huge... though. No, awesome. Beetlejuice isn't scary. He's awesome, but he's not scary. They used Exorcist as a. Uh, as a, as an excuse for infusing the idea of exorcism into pop culture, and that is true, hundred percent true. Yeah, but I also wouldn't put demons above taking notes and like, oh, that shit works. A spinning head. I thought that people would just think I blinked, but apparently that's super effective. And once they saw the fucking director's cut and thought they edited out the crab, the walk crab down walk, the yeah. stairs. Yeah, the worst. Oh, oh my god! Still Re- me if out. that right, movie right. didn't <clears> damage an entire generation in '73, had that come out then. I think people would have just died. I think half of it would have been apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like, this is the end of humanity. It's it's, it's worst thing I've ever seen. Like, we're not even going to bother with the Cold War anymore. Just nuke us. We can't live through this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably a good thing it never came out till the 90s. (laughs) It saved us, clearly. Yeah, weird. That's a creepy, creepy dream story. So fucking sleep demons, man. Uh, use your faith. Uh, and, you know, use or my use up. my method. Just say bye and see if the fucking light comes back. That's right. You waited too long. You wait till you get in the bathroom. That was your mistake. Yeah. If you just you said go. bye, all the lights would have came back on automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you're an atheist, you can probably like hardcore your demons away and be like, yeah, you I in the realm of quantum physics, you might be possible, but Newton wouldn't have any of you unless, of course, you're a transmutable metal, so fuck. All right, so maybe if you're an atheist, you're kind of fucked. So find a pretend bit of faith, use it, get over the hump, and then you know do penance the next day and say, um, here's my periodic table three times, 
as I say my rogue. I mean, you could always take like a yeah. sovereign citizen stance against it. What's that? I would just I'd say that you're a sovereign citizen and that you're your own fucking land. Get off my land. There you Are go. You, oh, you oh make a citizen's God. arrest yeah. on the entity? <laughs> no, no, you're saying you're just doing a, a you know like I'm a sovereign. I'm a sovereign Excuse citizen. Excuse me, you, sir. Yeah, exactly. I and, am yeah. a sovereign citizen. Yeah. Get it's, out like of a libertari- it's like it's like a libertarian. I approach. am making a citizen's arrest. Yeah. Not even just be like, this is my land. Get off of it. All right, this is so where I live. You can't, you can't arrest me or tell me to do anything that I don't want to do. I'm a sovereign citizen. Absolutely essential contribution to paranormal <laughs> lore is going to be the sovereign citizen's guide to uh, dealing with yeah. insidious paranormal sure. entities. Sure. It's, it's yeah, but I don't think he actually owned the land. Like I think his parents did, but he probably didn't. Yeah, I but mean, he owns his own soul. He owns yeah. his own psyche. Right, but exactly. that's not what not, that's not what Mark's saying. No, but that's not his argument. But is sovereign citizenship limited only to property owned? I've Can only it ever not met, be the self? I've only ever met two sovereign citizens, and they tell you that they're sovereign citizens, and that's where like the conversation pretty. All right, much so let's stopped. start with the booklet: sovereign citizenship and existentialism. <laughs> a study by Mark Storch. Yeah. Land yeah. or soul? <laughs> Land or soul? <laughs> 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 and then once we got that on lockdown, we can move on to the paranormal you guys shit. Complain about big gov and taxes. And me like, oh. this is my own shit. And then you big get like gov, some tattoo or something. And it, it all works out. All and right. then you just yeah, you just sovereign citizen yourself away from demons. I think it'll work. Oh honestly. yeah. No, you can't have satyrs. No, I living think, in your living room I think or I'm your a, heart. I think I'm onto this. I think I may have a uh, okay. Figured, I may have figured. This I look out. forward to your dissertation, <laughs> your full dissertation <laughs> on this subject. <laughs> all right. The final story we have comes to us from Heather, and what she says is, Evil Science and Magic Buddy story, haunting or teen psychic energy? Oh, my two mark. favorite things. Love it. Hauntings and teen psychic energy. You can't shut you up about teen psychic energy I and or haunting. I am in no. the group about it. It's awesome. You love it. It's cool. Hello, crypto dudes and fellow listeners. I like that. She's she's narrating her own story right from word go. Awesome. My name is Heather, and this is a story about a haunted question mark house that I lived in as a teen. Here's the story. One of the many places I lived growing up was an ugly shit brown house in rural-ish Alabama, inhabited by more spiders than I ever thought could live in one place. Excellent property value. Oh, that's mm. fucking awesome. At the time, my family consisted of two parents, four teenagers, and a baby. Oh, that is a houseful. My dad has seen ghosts since he was a kid, including a transparent old man in a flat cap and overalls sweeping up in a church late at night. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And his side of the family is slammed full of people with empathic and ESP abilities and enough ghost stories to fill a travel channel series. That's funny. Wow. I'm about as psychically sensitive as a sheet of drywall. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, I love you. But my middle brother inherited our dad's gift for perceiving the paranormal. Uh, Everyone's got that one weird brother. There we go. All of a sudden, you can fucking sense ghosts. Yeah. Fucking I see dead people. Let's get on to some of his sightings. My brother and his two best friends, who lived up the road, would regularly run around the neighborhood until after dark, hiding in trees, climbing on the roof, and accidentally stabbing each other or themselves with shitty flea market catalogs. Oh <laughs> I kind of want to hang out with her brother now. <laughs> like, I know I was like, oh, he's the weird kid that sees ghosts, but I think he might flea be the cool kid with the fucking swords. Yeah, like, no, you give no fucks. I mean, yeah. you're, you're haunting and fucking and teenage fucking paranormal angst. He's the friend you want. Yeah, that that shit, that interest came later in life. Your katana fucking interest started early. Yeah, why can't you see dead people and have swords? He, I have swords. He, but you don't see dead people. No. He's seen shadow peep things. Saw it once. He shot. He, Shaw. That's true. Shaw shadow shirtion. Okay. Or a shadow animal. I can't even say that. A speculative shadow shape. I saw the weird cat thing. And he's got a fucking claymore. So, I, all I right, do. not everything can be what you want. One such night, my brother was out in the front yard and saw a roughly four foot shadow figure run across the yard near our front door. It was small and proportioned like a child. Even in the dark, he could see that it was all black and definitely not a real kid. The second sighting is the one that really blows my mind, though. He was walking from the living room into the back hallway toward his bedroom when he saw a child-sized figure run from my mom's room down the hall and through the closed doors into my room. The wild part, it wasn't 
a black shadowy silhouette like the other apparitions. It was iridescent and shiny with swirling colors like a puddle of spilled oil in a parking lot. Oh, weird rainbow person? Yeah. strange. It is strange. Oily, greasy person in I've water? always been fascinated by huh. those since I was a kid, like those weird oil puddles. Like as a kid, I didn't know it, what caused no, the rainbow I puddle. I still, like when I see one, I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> a, a beautiful <laughs> catastrophe. That's what, I, that's what I mean. It's just like yeah. a weird fucking... Yeah, no, I see one. I'm like, oh, it's something I got to fucking fix. Awesome. Thanks for telling me, guys. Well, yeah. well sweet. <laughs> you, yeah, you put yourself in that position. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm, I'm my own maker. I am my own executioner. Oh, oh, there, is that, are those lyrics? <laughs> they could be. You wear a hood and execute yourself could daily. Be, <laughs> could they have been my Danzig song? Oh my god! Oh fuck! Oh wait, are they just two? Are they two new, two new superhero characters? My own maker. It's my brother. My own executioner. Yeah, dude, it's like Hawk and Dove, but cooler. Oh, sweet. Okay, it's impossible to get cooler than them. Oh wait, it's it's really possible. <laughs> Once he actually took a photo of a dark figure in the backyard. One night when he was in middle school, he was outside taking pictures of the stars. Oh, I don't know how that worked out, but me and a couple other people were in the kitchen chatting when he comes in the back door looking freaked out. He was usually pretty reserved, but we could tell something was bothering him, so we said, what's up? And he said, I just took a picture of a ghost. It turns out that he had already deleted the picture because it scared him so much. And of course, we gave him shit for deleting the evidence. That's an appropriate response. For sure. Yeah, he's a kid with a sword. You got to step up. Yeah, I know. If you, know. you have a katana, you can keep the evidence. He had been adjusting the settings on his camera and had taken a test picture into the darkness of the open shed door. And when he looked at the picture in the photo, he could see the shape of a man standing in the back of the shed, at which point he booked for the house. I don't blame him. My brother wasn't the only one who had experiences at this house, though. When the sun went down, the house would fill with a heavy air of dread and feelings of being watched. Right, that I mean, you can't move when you're a kid. You got you have no choice, but that's just nightmarish. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks, totally. Literal, quote, monster breathing down your neck, end quote, feelings when you walk down the bedroom hallway. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Think of when you're a little kid and you were... Terrified to go to the bathroom at night, except I still felt felt that way at age 22 when I came home from college for the holidays. Doing that little, that excuse me, doing that walk that's, quote, a little faster than usual, but not fast enough that the monster will want to oh, chase for sure. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That little psych, psychological game. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going to get there quicker, but he can't know I know I'm prey. <laughs> yeah, I'm speed walking. Yeah. If I sprint, it, he's going to lunge out like yep. a lion, and I'm no. fucked. Kind of that if weird. I walk like, yeah. yeah, but just enough, it's I all, live. It's all in, in the knees. Just all in the oh knees. Nice stiff walk. And then backing into my bedroom to make sure nothing followed me in. Here, here, Heather. I know exactly where you're fucking coming from. Many of us suffered from terrible nightmares. Through middle and high school, my brother had dreams that he described like the demonic visions from the movie Jacob's Ladder. The fucking worst. Oh, gross. Distorted faces shaking back and forth in the windows. Partially human creatures in the closets, etc. The fuck. The worst. I was Christian at the time and prayed every night to be able to sleep without dreams. But the nightmares were still frequent and so intense that once I woke up from a dream and went outside to sit in the driveway, that's fucking something else. Wow. I waited till the sun came up to go back inside and get ready for school. At that point, I'm not going to school. Yeah. So, I mean, good on you, Heather. I'm glad you prioritized your education, but what the fuck? But then again, if not going to school means you stay home with whatever it is, I guess I'm going to school. So, there it is. Go to school. It's important. It wasn't until I left for college and started sleeping peacefully in my dorm that I realized having nightmares every night probably wasn't normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Of course, being the other most psychic person in the family, my dad immediately knew that some shit was going on. The bad feelings and majority of sightings happened in the hallway to the bedrooms, and especially the parents' bedroom at the end of the hall. One evening, my dad and brother were roughhousing in the hallway when they both saw something small and white fly past them and disappear. 
They yelled to me in my room as they thought I had thrown a piece of paper at them to tell them to shut up. That's that's my go-to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Ball yeah, paper. Ball paper. But of course, I've been doing my homework the whole time. Another day, my dad was chasing our youngest brother, a toddler at the time, down the hallway, both laughing and having a great time when suddenly they both stopped, stopped and stared into the parents' open bedroom door. They both felt something was very wrong, but couldn't see anything. Without a word, they looked at each other with eyes wide and then ran back into the living room. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This is like, it sounds good. Like, yeah, I'm a psychic guy with abilities until you got kids in a family and you're like, fuck, I'm living in a constant nightmare. Yeah. And apparently my kids have it too. Never been one second in my life that I've thought I'm missing out not having psychic abilities. No, not at all. Fuck that. I have never wanted no, to see the arcane shit that surrounds us constantly. I don't care if they're no. terrestrials, if they're fucking demons, no. ghosts, or fucking baby Bigfoots. I don't give fucks. I want to talk about it. I want to drink through it. I do not want to live in a world of constant immersion of weird. No. Nah. Then there was the time my dad saw a tall, dark-haired woman run out of the master bedroom and... T- excuse me, run out of the master bathroom and towards the bed, where, of course, she disappeared into the air before reaching him. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't remember what he said his reaction was, but I'm sure he was absolutely shitting himself. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. The thing that finally convinced us kids that there was a ghost in our parents' room was when my dad downloaded a dinky, quote-unquote, ghost box app on his phone. It was one of those things that spits out random words every few seconds. He and my middle sister were the most into ghost hunting shows and decided to do an investigation on their own. Our mom's closet would give you that creepy hair prickly feeling if you walked by it or stood with your back to it. So of course my dad and sister went to talk to the ghost in the closet. They were goofing off, not really expecting to get anything, but asked for a name and the app popped out the word, Susan. They addressed Susan and asked why a spirit would be hanging out in a closet. The app said, my shoes. They looked down at mom's shelf of shoes and scrambled out of the closet as fast as they could. Finally, the last and arguably scariest sighting was from one of our friends who lived up the street, the one who stabbed himself in the leg with the katana. Nice. Cool. Reference. He told my brother that one time he was out in the road skateboarding when he looked down the street toward our house and saw a floating figure in our front yard. Oh, Jesus Christ. So now it's not just like psychic family members. It's fucking neighbors. Yeah. Our house was built on a steep hill with our driveway going down perpendicular to the road. So our neighbor on a skateboard looked toward the house and saw a completely white, vaguely person-shaped figure float from our driveway, staying horizontally at the same level and out over the street where it would have been above head height, then disappear at the tree line of the property across the street. Okay, so it's a steep hill, so it's just floating out. It's a few feet above the ground. It's seven feet above the ground. It's fucking above head height on the road. Right. Shooting into the trees across the fucking way. That's fucking kind of crazy. When the family finally moved out, my dad and brother, then age 18, were the last people inside the house. They picked up the last couple pieces of furniture and looked down the bedroom hall to say goodbye to the house. As they did, they felt a wave of that familiar, malevolent energy radiate from the dark hallway. And with chill bumps running over their skin, they turned tail and left the house for the last time. Literally, the very last interaction with this house was being chased out of it by that goddamn hallway. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) We ain't going back. It's been years, but the Evil Science and Magic Buddy stories got me thinking about that house again, and a theory occurred to me. If the teenage angst of a single pubescent girl could theoretically cause violent poltergeist activity, what kind of damage could the psychic energy of four teenagers at once do? Maybe it's a bit silly, but what if? I don't think it's a bit silly at all. I think it's a very valid extrapolation based on you know, presumptuous evidence of poltergeist and other ghosts being manifested sure. through yeah. teen angst or, or maybe just psychic energy doing malevolent shit, but not like apparitions. So 
that's a whole other breed of cat. But okay. In the second listener stories episode, Rob suggested that maybe a listener's paranormal occurrences happen because of combined familial psychic energies. And honestly, I think that might be part of what happened with my family. It could very well be. That that's the end of Heather's account and it's fucking wow. There's a lot of things going on with this. Not the least of which katana injuries, ahoy! Yeah, and if you have like your, the whole like like your dad's a psychic and like your brother got the the thing and you got a bunch of like uh, yeah like ESP abilities or whatever is that a thing? I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. What, cool. Why wouldn't that ESP uh, abilities? Is yes. it, what do you like, 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 like move shit or something? Like, well, uh, like, no, no, like, like the force. There's different things. There's well, that's, uh, that's, that's, there's psychokinetic <laughs> abilities, which yeah. is moving things. There's extrasensory oh, perception. Oh. There's fucking remote viewing, where you see things that aren't there. Ingo Swan, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. there you go. There you go. No, I mean, there's a lot of levels of right. ESP. So yeah, maybe just everything combined, you just kind of turned your house into a weird fucking hellhole. You know, <laughs> I mean, it really, it, it's not job, their guys. fault. They're just, they're doing their shit and they got powers and everything's fucking drawn to them. Well, if, if like the male figures in the house are right. able to sense these things, the thing that, that throws me for a little bit of a loop though, I love her theory and I love the fact that she called back one of my theories, um, is that, uh, it's not poltergeist manifestations that they're talking about at all. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, shadow people type things. It yeah. is a blurry white kinetic blob of some sort yeah. that she they thought was a piece of paper that she had chucked um it is a full torso apparition there's a lot happening. yeah yeah that's you know, flying across the street to the apple orchard across the way i don't know to pick some honeysuckles so um it's fascinating and it's bizarre and i am definitely not ruling out the possibility that the combined psychic energy of fucking four angsty teens might be able to create some sort of vorticity that allows for if not the manufacture of these things then at least the ability to perceive them a little better um but it, it doesn't necessarily fit into classic a uh, classic poltergeist mold. No, I would be interested uh, interested to know if anything happened when they moved. I mean, because they're still teenagers, so if they moved to a right. different house, like d- d- does this follow them continuously until they're like in their twenties? No, you're right. I mean, well, no, no, they... does it get worse when All they're right. older? So here's the thing: they must have stayed there long enough for her to return there when she was a 22 year old student. Oh, and, so and they're if there they the didn't time. move out, to, so was the brother a toddler? The the one that was 18 yeah. by the time they were the last ones there. So Probably, that might have yeah. lasted a hell a long time when half the yeah. children were already on their own doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a lot to handle. All but at there's once. another question. Like I, I mean, I know it's been pigeonholed to the point where I think there's definitely something to. Um, uh, pubescent women going through all sorts of hormonal and psychological turmoil, helping to manifest what is classically known as the noisy ghost, the poltergeist phenomenon. And But I think that might be a little too convenient. I think there might be more things going on and maybe that just energizes it a little somehow. But if you're already in a haunted space that has pre-existing paranatural phenomenon and then you have not just one, but four, and not just strictly speaking female, but like just angsty fucking teens in general. What does that do? Like the yeah, Enfield like, situation, well, was right? that exacerbated because the place was already haunted? Right, and you're just like magnifying it even worse with all that fucking yeah. energy built up. I mean, it could be. There's no really way to test that, I suppose. You just, there's, there's no I way know. to test it's it. It's just you go by the anecdotal evidence of what came before and just... 100% yeah. what Chris is saying. What you do is... Make those guesses. You can make a judgment call based on the fact that, that we have like at least 200 years of poltergeist yeah. manifestations recorded, regardless of the veracity and accuracy. And you can look at them and say, which part of this seems to be like there was no problem, nothing happened... And then these teenagers showed up and booyah. Yeah. And which part of this is like, oh, this could have been a significant paranormal space to begin with. And then when the teenagers showed up, it amped like it's just it's basically like saying, you know, you're this dude's already jamming with his guitar. But now the teenagers are amplifiers and it's fucking on. fucking shred fest, dude. Fucking it's going to be the fucking. Dude. Polish home Sunday matinee show with the Suicide Thompsons, and there you go. I'm glad right you're uh, you're aiming local. That made yeah. me feel good. Yeah. yeah, there you go. We're gonna. I thought you were gonna it. go for like some great European metal fest, like walking, but with like yeah. fucking spirits. Yeah. Exactly. But you know no. what? I like that you kept it local. Yeah, grown local. There you go. Raised local. We're gonna keep a DIY. Farm fresh. That's what we're gonna do. 
Sure. And I'm, I'm going to mention Chris's band, which is... A, and it's a, it's Chris's really a band, band is a phenomenal fucking band. Chris's music project. <laughs> what? Wait, yeah. Put on an album nonsense? every 20 years. <laughs> what? Yeah, Chris puts out an album every 20 years, and it's fucking awesome, and I love it, and I sing along, and I cry, and I watch him play. It's, oh, it's, no, it's that band is like a cicada. It yeah. fucking naps for a long time, Did, but when it comes back, it's fucking I'm odd. waiting for that You're next Suicide Thompson's uh, release. So hopefully well, it's got another at least 12 years. <laughs> God <laughs> damn, I'm going to be 52. Come on, man. It's worth it. <laughs> worth the wait. Come on, the best right. things are. Fine, I'll be waiting for it. All right, so there you have it. We got some, we got some sleep demons and we got some bonus demons on Listener mm-hmm. Stories 14. The Krugering, right? <laughs> yeah, the Kr- there you go. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it totally good, works. Man. It totally works for me. Thank you all so very much for joining us. The Instas and the Twitters and the Facebooks. Check us out there. Uh, Hellerspace.com. Get yourself some T-shirts. Uh, it's summer. So tank tops, tank tops. Oh, I think God. I did that. I did, did I do yeah. that last week. Yeah, tank tops. Get them. Yeah. No, I did tank tops. Yeah, or umbrellas. Uh, do we have umbrellas? We're gonna. <laughs> no, no, we're not. I don't think they offer them yet. <laughs> no. uh, towels. Do we have towels? No, no, we don't, we don't have Blankets. towels. Nope. No. Well, we, we you you can actually get bootleg shit of ours on Amazon, well, and yeah. it'll take like forever to come to you because I buy our bootleg shit on there, and it takes ages to come to me. It takes a slow boat. To get here, so slow boats to deceit. It the, is, the yeah, canoe. but uh, definitely check out uh, the store there. Get, grab yourself some merch. Uh, the Patreon, patreoncom podcast. Check that out. We have some bonus material coming for the one dollar tier, and we have more episodes coming for the five dollar tier. So oh, check that out. Snap. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that is all of the outro announcements. Uh, keep your eye on the Patreon stuff because we are going to have some uh, some newer stuff coming to the Discord. So if you are on the one dollar, be sure to join the Discord. Discord and obviously the five dollar be sure to join that as well uh but keep your eyes there because we have some some fun movie stuff coming up so mm. it's going to be fucking super dope and uh and yeah there you have it thank you all so very much and we'll talk to you soon there groovy ghouly demon sleep people krugers groovy groovy ghouly yeah groovy ghoulies groovy hans gruber <laughs> yeah i don't Hi, dude, know hans gruber there you go we can we'll get right back to our cryptocurrency oh, conversation pre-pod and welcome to the Puberty <laughs> Pernormal Podcast. The, yeah. Pernormal. The, Pernormal. The Pernormal. There it is. Thank you, Anne. Talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.